So welcome to the sixth version of Training Reflections. This one's going to be a bit of a one-sided one. Gurf's after hitting yet another big PV as he just comes online and turns his microphone on to an explosion in my headphones. Um, so we're going to focus on Gurf's 120 kilo strict press. Yarp. Uh, the kind of session, or I'm doing inverted canvas here, the session he did where he hit that and then the kind of two or three lifts he did over the course of the month before they kind of teed him up for it. Probably go back farther than that, I suppose. Yeah. So originally, um, the the one twenty strict press was something Gabriel said I needed to clean and jerk two hundred. No, sorry. So he said I needed about a one fifteen strict press uh, to clean and jerk two hundred. So obviously at the time, so my best was a hundred for two. Um, at the time of writing this goal down, as I as I was saying in the, uh, so I wrote this down on the border of on a journal. Uh, people of uh, Russia and Mongolia as a journal about in Kazakhstan. And anybody who wants to hear about goal setting, go listen to Saturday's podcast. Yeah. The one before this. So um so was, I I heard that goals of one twenty, so I'd obviously written down um a, a what seemed at the time a distant but achievable goal of one hundred and ten kilos. And um so that was this time well no, but t- eleven months ago, um, from the time of recording of this. So at the time, my best strict press was 100 for two, but that was, uh, the, pff, realistically, my my honest to God, say, coming back from um, from Mongolia, my strict press was more likely 85 kilos. Like, <clears throat> see, yeah. strict, that was a true max as well. Like, so having done 100 for two might have been, a, I might as well never have done that. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was, and I, I'm not trying to big up the goal, like, big up the progress I made. It just genuinely wasn't there. I would have happily have taken 100 for two when I came back, <laughs> but I'd done 100 for two like two years before that or something yeah. at a 112 kilo body weight. So I was down to, so at the time we came back from my goal, it was 100 kilos. So I'd written down 110 kilos as my goal as a a medium term goal, I suppose, something that would take a lot of work to get to. Like, for example, when I came back from, when we came back after six weeks of not training, I was doing 70s for twos and threes. Yeah. And they were twos and trees, you know, grindy, twos grindy and twos and trees. So, Q, eight months, yeah, of uh, volume, like just high frequency pressing, which was two to three times a week, yeah. Um, mostly front, normal strict press from the front rack. The odd time we do some from behind the neck, um, for a week or two, maybe two or three. And some time. dumbbell presses as well. I'd hardly even count those. That was very infrequent. <laughs> um, so just a couple of months of just doing volume at like trees and getting to trees at like 80 or like fives at 17 against fives at 80. So then that was really important to the progress, obviously. Yeah. So that was like, that was uh, that was vital, that massive base, especially for strict press. And coming, so obviously maybe if you would, if you've in training at the moment, you haven't taken a long break like I had at the time, you might need such a long prep phase as it were for the strict press but I had to build up the base again so it was a few months of that getting back to kind of close to where a number should have been about 8 weeks ago I suppose there was kind of one day there where I noticed weights where I could do like 90 for 3 or something yeah yeah the one day we were in Dublin with Bean and we did I did 90 for 6 or something and I was like oh this is going somewhere yeah 110 seemed very far away still so after some months of building that base, I started um, touching heavier weights for moderate reps. 
So I got to like um, so that ninety for six was a massive PB. That was a legitimate PB, then you know. And just then pause here a sec. Yeah. One I, thing. So for a lot of like less experienced listeners, is over that course of that eight months, you're not maxing. Nowhere once. near maxing. Yeah. I wasn't even capable of maxing. And that is one of the most important things. Yeah. You don't need to be testing this every month. No. Or every two months, like. Just, just leave it alone. Leave it just alone. Just keep working. Yeah, keep working towards it. Don't max. You don't yeah. need to just see how. We just yeah, need yeah, to yeah. see. You'll know when you're ready. Like. Yeah. So I done the one the ninety for six, and then um, I like the week before that, I, or two or three weeks before that, I done like ninety for two or three, and that was a, a legitimate PB again. You know. So then, um, a few weeks later, still strict pressing away. I did like a hundred and hundred for two, I think. 100 for 2 or 3 I can't remember which and then I did 105 105 first time in my entire weightlifting career I'd ever pressed body weight which are which is a huge thing at 105 kilo body weight it's big so then um, so I knew then that I was like Jesus 110 was like I was like Jesus 120 was a new goal and it was just like auto-regulated it to 120 at that point because I knew that 110 was not really yeah, an immediate yeah. goal so at that point then I started doing more upper body stuff so in terms of nitty gritty, I started doing loads of face pulls, like almost daily. Every time I snatched at least, and then lots of push ups, which I definitely think helped. Okay. Especially towards the last few weeks, and then I dropped some of the volume, and most of the time I was just working towards heavy sets. So I went from um, so I had a volume goal of a hundred for five reps, which I tried. I got hundred for four. I did it three or four times, I think. Yeah. And then and they were, like, legitimately hard. Yeah, there were four. It was four. Yeah. Like, there was no five. So then I kept working at that. I kept doing my push-ups and my face, my face pulls. Uh, frequency was still fairly high. But face pushes. Face pushes. And my push pulls. And then... Or my up pulls. And then... Um, so frequency was still two times a week. Then I was getting... Better reps at 100, still doing the four. I then hit 100 for 110 for two, which then I knew for a fact that I could do 115. And I knew 120 was there, and I yeah. tried 115 after 110 for two foolishly and missed it. And then I moved on to sort of the last week, the last day before Gabriel finished, I did 115, which is very easy. Tried 120 again, and I missed it. And I was like, obviously. There was it was going to be dumb to try it again. Yeah. Immediately, so I said I wanted to get the volume goal of 100 for five, which I did while I was coaching someone last Sunday, and then I um, it was so what I did this time I did the four reps and then I took a like I held the bar overhead for five or six seconds, composed myself, and then nailed the fifth rep, which is nearly better than the fourth rep. Yeah. So then in my head. I had it in my head that I was going to do 120 in my shed with my 425 kilo plates from the rack. So I had visualized the goal that this was already made. Like, So then um, I'd gone collect my gear bag from the gym because I'd left it there that day. Someone was in the room with the gear bag doing a body fat test, so obviously I couldn't interrupt. Um, so I just walked out to the platform of the gym, just messing with the bar. And like I said, the bar felt um, like maul in my hands is how it feels when I feel good, you know. So it was. I For those up, people who don't know what mall is, oh shit, it's yeah. like um, the Irish version of Play Doh. Play Doh. It felt like Play Doh in my hands. It felt soft. The bar felt like it was my friend. Yeah. And there might be something to that actually because um, you can use grip training as a form of like central nervous fatigue. And 
if it felt hard it, this was the exact opposite I felt primed as yeah, yeah. heavily caffeinated because I knew I was doing it that evening and I'd said that day even though it was too close after I went on the 100 for 5 the day after I am. Um, it was irrelevant. I like I knew I was going to make it. You know, and I ha- it was made in my head already. As soon as it's like, I think sun- the thing is like a hundred for five probably didn't fatigue you that much. No, not really. No. And um, because relatively, it's not that heavy a weight. No. So I had made it in my head that one twenty, and I was in the gym and I was just messing with the bar, and I was like, you could risk driving home now, and losing the <laughs> PB fairies. They might desert you. Though. So I said, I'll put on forty. I'll press it and see what happens. And it felt really easy. So then I had to run sixty. And from there, 60 then, knowing how light 60 felt and like yeah. the ball, the bar just felt like it was moulding to my hand. So it, 120 was already made. It was just a matter of doing it. Yeah. So then I did 80, 100, 110. 110 was a little bit hard, but it didn't matter because 120 was already made to me. Like there was no doubt. There was zero doubt in my mind. And um, I, so I was pressing the rack, unracked it. Ty walked out directly from the side. Thought I was pressing 80 kilos and was like, why is he making it look so hard? Then he realized it was 120 kilos and I was like, oh man. <laughs> and uh, it was a gr- bit of, a, not a grinder, but it was, um, ah, well, it, got, it, was, it got tough. Like. It got tough, like, but it, it was, it was not, I was not missing that. Like I yeah. was not dropping that 120 and then uh, I pressed it. And Woo. so one of the things I did do. And your life has improved immensely since. Sure. <laughs> so it was. Um, it was. I was delighted with that goal because that was something I really wanted to do. Because it's. Uh, if I do say so myself, a fairly impressive strict press. One twenty. One twenty is a legit strict press. So our, one of the things I forgot to mention as well, which is actually fairly important to the whole process, was that Miso Hassan's father, Ibrahim Hassano, told me to make my grip wider in the jerk. So it's closer to the rings than it is closer to inside knurling, which to me would have been seen very wide before. But upon doing it, feels immensely comfortable. So on the jerk it felt comfortable straight away, but on the strict press it did not feel comfortable at all. Immediately, no. So my my I actually took a little dip in my strict press performance. I went from repping a hundred to ninety, feeling like a hundred did froze reps for a, for about a week and a half since we came back from the guitar. And I was like, but having met a master of his craft, to me it was better that I adapt to this new change than one hundred percent than sacrifice yeah. or add a little bit longer time to my goal of one twenty strict press, knowing it would get there as well eventually. I knew it would adapt, and then I didn't revert back to the closer grip. And sure, lo and behold, yeah, we still have one twenty strict press. Look at you now. Look at me now. So, um, yeah. So I think if anyone, so in short, anyone looking to do a, get a big strict press PB or something, or just to progress their strict press. You just have to put in the volume for a long time, like yeah. like any any uh, goal in strength training. You yeah. just got to give it time, and the strict press is immensely hard to uh, progress. And for those people who want to go and watch that video, what day did you put it up? Oh, I've no, um, immediately after I did it. What day was that? M- oh, two Monday was it? Yeah, it was Monday. So that's twenty first of June, thirtieth of June. Um. Uh, yes, Monday is the first. First of July, yeah. So, so first of July on at Gurfling on oh, yeah. Instagram. If they're listening to this, they probably know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope so. You would hope so. So, you have to put in that huge base for your stick press, and then you, like any other strength exercise, you have to start touching heavy weights yeah. to practice the movement of heavier weights. Yeah. So lots of volume. You can start with your 10s and then your 8s and your 6s and your 5s. You might have to spend a while at the 5s, longer than you would for other strength movements, but still spend a few weeks at those 5s. And then at a certain point, another thing as well with strict presses, you need to be uh, pressing fairly frequency because the weights are low 
and it's a movement that needs a lot of grinding. Yeah, it's so you a gotta, finicky little movement. So you got to get used to it. Yeah. And then gaining a bit of body weight doesn't help either. So the assistance exercises that helped me personally were face pulls and push-ups. And I did those a lot. But they were low impact, uh, free volume exercises almost. But find what works for you. Um, you might be dips and tricep kickbacks or something. Yeah. And then just you'll kind of know when you're ready for the bigger weights because they'll feel easier strict press is very honest in its feedback as in you just won't make it at all um, <laughs> it's like there's no in between really it's a really nice test of how fatigued you are yeah so just have incredible patience with the strict press because it won't have patience with you like or it'll make you have patience yeah. like it will just stop you if it doesn't want to progress so you just give it the, do your assistance exercises find the grip that's comfortable do the volume then practice heavy weights if after five to six weeks you're still not in a PB, go back to your volume, do more assistance exercises, do more volume, be patient, go back to lighter weights and do that and build up again. Yeah. And eventually, over the course of eight years, you might hit a body weight strict press. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys.